0: The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media. outlets a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. Uh, for the hottest issues and trends, we're now joined by Erica for a social media. minute good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Happy Boxing Day.
1: Happy Boxing Day.
0: (laughs) Adam reminded me, it doesn't really affect me, but apparently it is Boxing Day in different parts of the world.
1: Do you have a Christmas tree up in your house? Of
0: course. I intend okay. to keep it up until... Hmm, do you think pushing to like the last week of January is too much? <laughs> no, you're just like my mom. It's okay. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the previous generation, they, they're wise, so I'll take their advice. All yeah. right. <laughs> Let's jump into some of these buzzwords this morning. Now, when you put it in this kind of headline, it just makes you do a double take because... For the most part, strollers are designed for babies, um, but apparently in Korea, as we speak, more strollers are being sold for pet companions rather than infants. Yeah.
1: What does that tell you about, uh, well...
0: Fertility rates.
1: Yeah, fertility rates. uh, We continue to talk about it, and uh, we're not stopping anytime soon. But uh, this is perhaps another sign of South Korea's declining number of births. Mm -hmm. Um, South Korea's largest online marketplace reported that sales of pet strollers uh, exceeded those of baby strollers for the first time this year according to gmarket of uh, the total strollers sold on the platform during the first three quarters of this year uh, those for pets accounted for 57% while strollers for babies, human babies, made up the remaining 43%.
0: Yeah, Erica, we've been talking about birth rates for as long as I've been on this show, even before I hosted for, I'm assuming, yep. a decade. Uh, uh, so I do wonder how do numbers compare to maybe previous years? Is this a noticeable mm-hmm. change? Yes. Uh,
1: let's first compare the numbers. Uh, baby carriages previously had a larger share in. Uh, both years in 2021 uh, and last year. Back in 2021, uh, baby carriages took up 67% of the share, While last year, it took up 64% of the share. Now, pet carriages in the meantime made up 33% of total sales back in 2021 Mm. and 36% last year.
0: So it's been a steady incline to say the least. Uh, Have increased purchases of pet-related items, maybe alongside declining sales of baby-related products, been a continuous trend?
1: Yes, it has mm. uh, according to a g market official, mm. uh, you know, this has been an ongoing trend, but now we're seeing it. Uh, you know, we're seeing it more. And uh, now the pet-related items are, are taking up a larger share compared to baby-related products. Uh, now, this G-Market official did acknowledge that the significant shifts in market share observed in 2023 this year uh, do warrant further study in order to understand the underlying causes.
0: Mm. There are many moving parts, right? It's not just one factor, yeah. but we can make some guesses in the dark. Uh, one of our listeners Correct. said our, our, one of our radio DJs, Isak, bought a stroller for her puppy dog, Luffy. Mm-hmm. I, I met Luffy when... He was a puppy. Uh, it's been a long time, and he loves it apparently. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't have a beagle. She has a Bichon Frise, and my right. beagle would hate the stroller.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna ask you if you mm. actually have a stroller for for bagel.
0: I wish I can show our listeners just how big my beagle is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it doesn't kind of... fit. No, and he would hate it. I, I think even when he's immobile, <laughs> he would want me to like walk him, like so he can right. sniff the ground. But to each uh-huh. their I understand why it's popular, and the lap dogs really love the strollers, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, of course, all of this focus on pets, uh, pet adoption, and ensuring that your pets have a really fulfilling, good life until the well very end. Uh, it's not yep. news, I suppose, but it is a stark contrast to the fertility where we just talked about.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, you know, uh, our listeners are probably familiar with the numbers by now because we talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Statistics Korea, the total fertility rate in South Korea dropped from one48 In 2000 to 0.78 last year over the course of 23 years, that's how uh, much South Korea's fertility rate has fallen. Uh, The office is anticipating a further drop in fact in the total fertility rate to 0.68 next year. Uh, The number of newborns has also seen a decrease, obviously. It has dropped from 640,000 in 2000 to 250,000 last year. Um, So on the contrary, on the flip side, the number of households raising pets is growing. Uh, Recent stats from the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs uh, show that over 25% of Koreans now have pets.
0: All right. There you have it. Let's move on to our second buzzword of the day, mm-hmm. because he has cleared his name. And we talked yep. about it briefly in our culture segment, but it raised a pretty big red flag. Are, are we a little bit hasty in judging the innocent until they're proven guilty? Now, G-Dragon has donated $300 won to create a foundation to fight drug abuse.
1: That's right. So, this was all over the news yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, G Dragon has pledged to donate 300 million won, which is roughly 230,000 US dollars, uh, to set up a foundation to fight against drug abuse here in South Korea, which is becoming a growing concern. Now, according to his agency, G Dragon named the Anti Drug Foundation. Just Peace Foundation, uh, a word that combines justice and peace.
0: I think peace is kind of a recurring theme in the G-Dragon branding, right? But yeah, I, I think true. highlighting justice maybe sheds mm-hmm. light on how he felt throughout the investigation process and the allegations against him. The donation comes as a singer-songwriter was cleared of drug allegations this month. Uh, what made him actually decide to actively get involved in South Korea's fight against drug abuse?
1: You know, uh, he conveyed through his agency last week that there are nearly 20,000 people uh, convicted of drug-related crimes every mm. year. And among them, the number of teenagers, especially, uh. is on the rise dramatically, in fact. And the artist said he learned that fewer than 500 people have access to proper treatments in medical institutions. Uh, and this sort of like dismal situation made him realize that it's time to act on the matter uh, because he wants to be a responsible member of our society. Now the foundation's first project therefore is uh, to help deal with teenage drug addiction. Um, uh, You mentioned, uh, you know, back in October suspicions were raised that G-Dragon had used drugs at a bar in Seoul uh, last December. Uh, the police launched into investigation into these allegations, but uh, they were you know, unable to corroborate them. Mm-hmm. And they closed the case earlier this month. His name was cleared.
0: Uh, if you really want to talk about turning a really bad situation and turning it around, I, I think G-Dragon takes the cake. I mean, it yeah. must have been so difficult to take those accusations. And some of the things that were said online, it was as if he was already convicted. That's right. Um, and he also gave everyone kind of a grace period of a week to bring down some of those articles and hasty yep. comments, right? Instead mm-hmm. of just filing lawsuits uh, to be a bigger man in this situation. I, I bet you it takes all the strength in the world. Yep. Yep. All right. We'll leave it there. So can, we can move on to our final buzzword of the day. tourists be aware, artists, in quotes, rip off tours with botched portraits.
1: Yeah. So here's an interesting <laughs> story that I found in the realm of social media. <laughs> Uh, A 30-year-old American traveler, her name is Megan, uh, she was in Paris recently and she was enjoying coffee and some desserts in uh, the art quarter in Montmartre in Paris. And uh, this man approached her, you know, said, oh, you're so beautiful. Can I sketch you? Can I draw a portrait of you? Uh, and she said, sure. And you know, he did, it took about 15 minutes for him to finish the portrait. And then after he was finished, he asked her to pay him 120 euros, which is roughly 170,000 won for the drawing. So, this is supposed to be a portrait, right? Which means it's supposed to resemble her. Yeah. But uh, Megan, she found it neither resembling her nor flattering. She said her eyes, especially, seemed really
0: distorted. Do you so she said, think you know, he, this artist was. Channeling Picasso? (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't think so. I I don't think anyone should channel Picasso.
1: (laughs) I know know you're making a joke there. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so she, she, she said, you know what, that's a little bit too much what you're asking for. yeah. But he insisted that she pay. And when she told him that she didn't have any cash on her, he kindly escorted her to a nearby ATM (laughs) so she could withdraw some cash from her bank account. Now, Megan said in a news interview recently that she thinks this happened because she was alone. uh, She was probably approachable and she didn't really negotiate the price before Mm. she said yes. Mm. And she said she should have been more cautious. And uh, on Sunday, the French daily newspaper, Le Parisien, uh, issued a cautionary warning. uh, And uh, it basically warned tourists of these types of art fraud that are are happening increasingly uh, in Montmartre in Paris.
0: And Montmartre is, I, I think, one of the just most famous tourist destinations. It's yeah. beautiful, it's fun, it's lively, and there are a lot of artists up shop to draw That's your right. portrait or otherwise. Uh, the area has attractive famous painters like Pablo Picasso, Vincent van Gogh, and Mogliani, and it, the list yeah. really does go on. The fact that it is such a... Big tourist attraction. Yeah. I, I guess it makes sense that such fraud happens in this area.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I want the listeners to take away from the story is that uh, you know caricature and portrait artists in Paris are required to obtain government approval ah. to work. In Mak, you know, they pay an annual fee of around 350 US dollars to actually sit there and paint. But in reality, many of these artists are operating illegally, and they often charge exorbitant fees for really subpar, you know, portraits. And uh, the maximum fee licensed artists charge their clients is around 60 euros. Okay. So keep that in mind. If they if they ask for more than 100, you should get a little bit suspicious.
0: Okay, that's that's. Your marker, 60 years. Yes. Thank you very much, Erica. We'll see you tomorrow. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast Service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.